Welcome back to Talking Troy. I'm your host, Anthony Grieve, Deputy Sports Center of Daily Children. I'm joined with a very, very special guest, digital managing editor, the water polo queen herself, Lauren Matisse. Lauren, how's it going? Going great, Anthony. I'm excited to finally be on. You know, love talking anything water polo. So thanks for having me. Yeah, very excited. Likewise, it's been weeks. I swear it's been, it's been like, you're like hard to get. What is this? You're, you're like a celeb? And I, I am usually booked, so, you know, it's great to get in this opportunity. No, I understand. I understand. Uh, so what we're going to be talking about is just women's water polo. Uh, they're 14-0, and 0, and they deserve to be talked about. So we're going to jump straight into it. They, uh, they took down Stanford last week, and then they play uh, number five-ranked Arizona State this weekend and UCLA the weekend after. So big games coming up for women's water polo. If you could just give me really the top players, the top names, the, the people to look out for on women's water polo, that would be great to start off with. Yeah, so um, last weekend, and I'd say like the weekend before too, with their games against San Jose State, um, redshirt senior driver Denise Mamolito has, and this is like a direct quote from head coach Marco Pintaric, um, she's carried the team. So um, there was a really, uh, the first game against Stanford on Saturday was 12-8 for USC. Um, there were a few times in the first half where it was really close, so one team would make a shot on one drive, and then the very next drive, the other would match it, but it ended up Stanford was losing some steam, and they weren't able to convert on um, post-up opportunities, which is, you know, your player that's closest to the goal, it has your best chances of actually scoring. And so what you try and do is um, have two players on the posts. And so when you move the ball around on a drive, you don't want your defender to see what they're doing, um, where the ball's going to go. And on Saturday, Stanford attempted to get their, the ball to those posted up players. Didn't work as well. But on Sunday, it worked very well, and so the game was a lot tighter. But it seemed like any time the team got the ball to Denise, she was able to, you know, make a play on it. And it's interesting because she is a a wing player, so she's outside. She has to get the ball through a bunch of different defenders, but she was able to get it basically every time you know, getting seven goals over the weekend, which, you know, solidified their win definitely on Sunday because it was an overtime nail-biter. So she's definitely really one to watch. She got her first MPSF Player of the Week um, award this week out of her whole career. You know, she's number, I think, 12 now on all-time scoring. So it's really her, but also um, there are some other seniors that are really uh, pulling up. Um, it's suitable because next weekend is senior day. Um, but Veritza Backock, um, she's also a senior driver. She's been, um, she got her career high, I think it was, it was either six or eight goals against um, a team earlier in the season. But she's there on the lefty side, really ready to make an opportunity when she has it. 
And then we have our uh, redshirt senior utility, Maud Megans, who is uh, about to go with the Netherlands team to the Olympics, but she's there. Um, she's all, she has really great game awareness, so she's able to get the ball um, to one of those players, Denise Ver- Veritza, or even herself, because she's one of those um, I think she has 26 goals on the season, so it's really these players, I think they've worked so well together, they're bringing younger players into the fold, and so they have a really good communication going on, and so it's all about making sure that, you know, if they need to adjust something, they adjust, and if they get uh, tired and, you know, they have new subs coming in, that the communication remains strong. Yeah, I mean, you touched upon it all. I heard it that the Denise uh, Mamalito, I've heard her name many, many times. And the seven goals you said, that was in a game where were, USC had 12. So that's that's insane. She's basically just carrying them. And now that, you know, it's the final stretch, so they're still number one ranked. They're still undefeated, 14-0. So big games are coming up. What do you think is going to be important for women's water polo to keep up their record and hopefully win a, win a national championship? Yeah, so next weekend against Arizona State will be their final home game, um, home game series. And Arizona's coming off a 1-1 finish with um, the number two tie team, UCLA. Uh, They got an overtime win against, um, or wait, I think there was one game that went into overtime one of them didn't unfortunately i didn't watch but arizona did uh one up the bruins at least once that weekend and so it was a bit of a shock and so you know never do the trojans you know look at a game and say this is a time for rest and that's what the head coach has really uh emphasized but um Arizona does play differently than Stanford. Um, USC is known for a hard press on the defensive side, so like making sure um, that the, the players on offense are being you know spread out and have difficulty getting to each other. But Arizona has great defenders um, that they're gonna that weren't playing in USC's first meeting at Arizona State earlier in the season. Uh, USC won both of those games, but um, the I think Lara Kiss is one of those defenders, a sophomore, and she's just an all-around player, both sides, offense, defense, so she'll really be one to watch. And then the goalie, um, she's basically Arizona State's goalie. She's you know, matching our redshirt senior Holly Parker's stats pretty closely in terms of saves allowed. And so, um, you know, it's going to be, I think this is going to be a lot closer considering the teams are still sort of recovering as well. And then once it gets to UCLA, um, it's really a matter of, you know, this is their first time back on the quote-unquote road um USC can you know be anyone they want to put their mind to um I think they've proven that this season um it is getting harder in terms of opponents but 
when we look at it, they're going to have an automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. Like, there's nothing that'll happen now that'll, um, you know, change that. There's the um, conference tournament before that, which could, you know, pose some difficulty if they meet um, UCLA in there, but they really just need to and I think what I've been hearing is that conditioning has been really tailored to their game schedule. And the game schedule is just, you know, they play two games a weekend because that's what is best for COVID. And so, you know, that's what they're trying to do. And I think they just need to keep their eyes on the prize and see it through. Yeah. I mean, based on what you're saying, it seems like you know, they're a team that they have that on and off switch. You know, those great squads, they can kind of turn it on whenever they want. And sometimes they lack, you know, they slack off, but then they find a way to bounce back. I feel like that's what you're, that's what you're telling us, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're able to, you could see it, especially um, when you watch their games against San Jose State versus Stanford. Um, you could see them almost like immediately start to match whatever the team is you know, putting out energy-wise, a lot of that comes from, you know, the bench. They're really cheering each of the players on. But uh, true through um, Holly Parker's communication, too. So it's really making sure that um, they have, you know, eyes on the field. The coaches are talking to them, trying to make sure that they're making um, any changes that they need to. But, yeah, they have really... They they know when to you know turn it on so. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, and you said back to back games too in a weekend. That's must be tough too. But I feel like they got a deep squad, so hopefully they're able to pull it out. And look, women's water polo, water polo in general is no joke. Okay, I can't even like stay in the water for let's say like a minute if it's like nine feet. And let alone people are jumping on top of you, trying to score, trying to stay above. It's too comp. It's too complex for me. If you want to talk about playing basketball, okay, I understand. But water polo, way too hard for me. But very impressive what's going on. 14-0, number one ranked. Um, do, do you want to add anything else? That's all I really had. Um, I would just say that, you know, they are... Um, water polo is one of USC's historically most successful sports. We'll be seeing a lot of USC players in the Olympics this year. And, you know, any chance or opportunity that people have to watch them, even if you don't understand what's going on, it's it's really exciting. And so the next few weeks, um, the games will be streamed live, I believe. But, yeah, I'd encourage anyone to, you know, watch it, see what's going on, because it is physical. It is very impressive what they're able to do, and it's just an honor to be able to report on it. Yeah, it's important to acknowledge that you could easily say that USC is a water polo school with the success that they've had. You know, all the attention always goes to football and basketball, but, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense why women's, men's water polo doesn't get the same hype. So definitely check them out. It's exciting. It's very fun to watch. And hopefully they can win a championship. But thank you so much for coming, Lauren. This was awesome. I'm so of happy we got, we got the chance to do it. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they can win. Um, but that's all we have for this week's Talking Troy. Um, I, I don't really have anything else <laughs> for anyone. But make sure to follow us on Twitter as usual, DT underscore sports. Make sure to check out all the content we have, dailytrojan.com slash sports. Make sure to follow Lauren on Twitter. Lauren, what's your ad on Twitter? 
Lauren underscore Matisse, not like the painter, but M-A-T-T-I-C-E. I mostly post junk, but sometimes I post water polos. It's it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. (laughs) There's a painter Matisse? Yeah, like uh, Henry Matisse. He did like the, he did a lot of flowers, but also people too. So, you know, check out, check him out too. Might as well do a double shout out there. Shout yeah! Shout out Henry Henry Matisse. Not related to Lauren, but it's a painter. Also, wait no, I've, I actually have one more shout out. I can't believe I forgot about this. But shout out Evan Mobley, declare for the draft. We wish him the best. It was so fun to watch him IRL in person. I know like a lot, definitely many fans weren't able to do it, so I'm I'm happy I got the chance to do so. But shout out Evan Mobley. Shout out women's water polo. Hopefully they get the chance to keep winning and stay on track but that's all we have thank you so much for coming and make sure to follow us like i said dt underscore sports on twitter follow our content alitrojan.com slash sports and we'll see you all next week thank you